Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Hello and welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast. It is the start of STEM month and I've got with me a new group of gal pals who are ready to dive into some science, technology, engineering, and math. But before we dig into our research and whip out our protractors and graph paper, let me introduce you to our lab partners for this month. First up, she blinded me with art. See what I did there? Uh, she's poetry in motion with her amazing portraits of women of history. It's Bonnie Fillenworth. Yes. Woo. Bonnie, tell the good people what you have been up to since uh, last time. I've been painting. Sweet. I've as you should. I've got a lot of exhibitions coming up, so I'm trying to get ready for them. I just did a painting of my choice for later this Ooh. month. And I moved into a house. You have a housey house-like thing. Yes. You have a mortgage. Yes. I just paid it today. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Did it sting? Like, no. No. Okay. <laughs> it was nice because so I didn't have to pay it for a while. Because your mortgage payment, you don't right. have to. Right. I mean, you wait. So it's like, yes. See? So then you feel like you're ready for it. You're yeah. like, oh, no. Like, I got a get out of jail free card. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Oh. Well, welcome to the club. It <laughs> sucks. <laughs> <Congratulations>. <laughs> exactly next up is our trekkie who loves off the beaten things she's an educator about non-traditional relationships she's a professional cuddler and she's the ceo of starbase indie a fan-run convention that combines star trek stem and humanism welcome back to lisa meese what have you been up to since the last year that you have been on the show. <laughs> I've been up to a lot of things you mentioned. I would uh, think you have. Yeah, lots of lots of Starbase Indie. We've got a great show coming up this year. Yes! Uh, working on my coaching practice, the non-traditional relationships. I'm blogging about that. Sweet. And uh, I have a grown-up job now. Grown-up job. Building learning ecosystems for corporations. That's fun. Cool. I mean, of all the grown-up jobs to have... I mean, yeah. It sounds actually pretty cool. <laughs> it, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. I have to convince people that learning in an organization doesn't mean go sit in training for two hours. Right, exactly. Um, so trying to build in some of that technology to leverage better practices and a lot of people rolling their eyes at me. But I'm used to that because that's what happens when you're around me because I think about things a little differently. <laughs> I never roll my eyes around you, girl. <laughs> I am always entertained, <laughs> let me tell you, and learning something new all the time as well. So do not sell yourself short. It's just, it's the corporate world. Nobody it's wants to be there. <laughs> I'm glad you are digging it. Sweet. <laughs> as for me, I am Dr. Leah Leach. I'm the executive director of Gals Guide to the Galaxy. And it's STEM month. Now, normally, this is where I attempt to set the tone of our research theme with a little history and share some content that we have on galsguide.org. Uh, but this time in my research, I stumbled into some STEM related puns and I can't stop myself. <laughs> Don't stop yourself. Puns are fantastic. Sweet. Yes. Uh, so for our beautiful listeners, go to the website, click on research, and you're going to find really lovely things like Alva Alksblad 
who saves Sweden with vodka. We have that story. Uh, Hidden Figures Gals, the mother of Wi-Fi, Hedy Lamar, and more. So cool. So I've done that, right? So I've like covered the bases of go to the website. We've got awesome stuff. <laughs> so you want to hear some cool science puns? Yes. yes. <laughs> All right, so I've collected the best ones. And by that, I mean these are all terrible. I'm just saying. So, dun, 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 dun. So I was reading a book on helium, and I couldn't put it down. Uh. There it is. Never trusted Adam, because they make up everything. everything. Yeah, so I did that one. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I make bad chemistry jokes, uh, all because the good ones are gone. <laughs> yeah there it is yeah i worried that that one wouldn't work without it being written down but yes <laughs> uh how do you organize a space party you plan it there it is <laughs> yes see i dig it what do you call an acid with attitude it's a mean old acid <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, what do you do with a sick chemist if you can't heal them then you can't cure them. You might as well bury them. It's oh. got helium and curium and bar- it's got period. Oh. That was dark. Sorry, I made did a you, did you chemistry joke dark. and there was no reaction. Oh, oh. <laughs> brought it back. Brought it back. Now, I did find some actually like inspiring ones, you know, like let's say you just really love stem puns, but you want something inspiring. Um, so think like a proton, always positive. <laughs> no, see, not sweet. Um, you are living. You are occupying space. You have mass. You matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, if at first you don't succeed, try two more times so that your failure is statistically significant. <laughs> I love that one. I was like, that is perfect. <laughs> I always go with third times the charm, but no, no, no. You're just proving statistics. You got to mm-hmm. go for the, you know, the best of the odds. So uh, my last one is um, I make terrible science puns, but only periodically. Mm. You're into those chemistry puns, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) I love any kind of puns, but there were so many all in one thing. Uh, well, I am up first this gloriousness because uh, the this Friday, the Friday after this airs, we are going to find out. If Greta Thunberg, and I believe it's Thunberg, although I've heard Thunberg, but I'm very Swedish. (laughs) Uh, The 16-year-old climate change activist. We're going to find out whether or not she wins the Nobel Peace Prize. Dun, dun, dun. So that is why I'm up first. Now, if she wins, and it's a very, very big if, I will put that out there. Uh, There's 301 other nominees. Mm-hmm. so it's like a pretty big playing field and they, they don't necessarily like say who the other nominees are because i was mm. scouring all over but the other candidates know and it's up to them whether or not they're releasing a press release mm. and telling anybody and stuff like that um uh, but if if greta won she would be the youngest ever recipient because malala yufisa yufisa you always you, say it better you- I had to practice. It's Malala Yousafzai. <laughs> there you go. See, you always get that that middle uh, syllable that I can never get in there. I just blow right past it, and I hate that. But you have a glorious painting that features her. Yes. That's why you memorized it. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I had to name her all the time. Right. I actually I had to look up a YouTube video of how to pronounce her name, and right. I sat there practicing one night. <laughs> You're like, I will hit this. But Malala was 17 when she won. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, very close. And she won in uh, 2014. So, um, so it would be record-breaking if 
And she was if. nominated a few times before she actually won. She was. Yes, exactly. So, so even, even if Greta doesn't win this time, there's still time. Absolutely. Yes, very much so. So, and if she doesn't win the Nobel Peace Prize, uh, Peace Prize without a doubt, she has reached a zeitgeist. Like people are mm-hmm. aware of her, or at least they're uh, willing to go like, well, that 16 year old for climate, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. at least they've kind of like been putting those things together. Um, so you girls have heard of her, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, what are your initial thoughts or like, what do you know about her so far? It's not an in-depth quiz and it's not a trick question. I'm just curious. <laughs> she is kind of right now the most visible member of a, a group of young women who are mm-hmm. advocating for you know saving the planet so they can use it when they grow up right the ones who have mm-hmm. a real big stock in it yeah <laughs> absolutely and she's been like you said she's captured the zeitgeist because she's been so visible and she's been all over the news this week yeah um but she's certainly not alone in doing this work and doing this Correct. work at a really young age mm-hmm. right exactly yes it's not a new trail it's a trail that's been blazed very very well but it has been a while since we have seen a young one, <laughs> which is very, very nice. And I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, she just had her uh, speech the other day at the climate conference. And I'm still like, I've been watching it a few times. <laughs> How dare you? I know, right? It's like, oh, it's like, so girl good. brought the mat. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got some quotes from it later in my thing. But yes, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Lisa, you look like you're trying to find something. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at some of the other young climate activists that I, I know Ooh, yes. I've seen several of the articles Can about you this. Remember the Australian girl's name? I don't a few have the Australian ago. girl's name. Mm-hmm. I do have Water Warrior. Have mm-hmm. you heard of her? Yes. Um, uh, Autumn Peltier. And then Myrie Copany is Little Miss Flint. Remember Little Miss <gasps> Flint? She's, Little Miss Flint. She's yeah. still fighting it. She's still fighting it. But she had a big rise in the, mm-hmm. you know, in the crisis and with Zeitgeist um, uh, visibility as well. And then another one who is actually on the rise because she is in New York City. She was also spoke at the UN and she helped organize the first two global climate strikes uh, in the month of September. So she is kind of like right there with Greta, but she's our NYC contingent. And I hate if I'm going to mispronounce her name, but it's XIE Bastida. There's an X in there and it's going to confuse me regardless. Took me a while on Xena, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I am dyslexic and not really great at my pronouns of which emphasis to put on which syllable. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, and there's a, a this is an article from the BBC where they're talking about uh, a a young man from Kenya who's doing mm. activist work around deforestation and climate change and plastic pollution. Yes, um, people from the U.S. A young lady from the U.S. who is doing strikes outside the UN to build visibility. Yes, um, a woman, a young woman from India who's 15 and working again on this plastics issue because oh, nice. they're showing up everywhere. Right. Um, some a pair of sisters from the UK trying to get some of those plastic toys out of kids' meals and do something more mm. sustainable. Right, there. exactly. And so there's this whole global movement yes. right now of kids looking around and saying, um, so I'd like to live here for another <laughs> 75 years. Right. And... And, and and having to raise their voices because it doesn't look like the adults are doing something happen. right yeah. exactly They're like hey it's my future and you guys yeah. seem to be playing with it <laughs> right so why don't i do some stuff 
So, yes, absolutely. Well, do you guys want to know more about her? I'm going to say brief history. Yes, please. She is 16. Um, and I didn't do a whole bunch of digging because, again, she's 16 and I want to be a creep out. All right. <laughs> it's very different when I'm researching a lady that was born and died in the 1800s. OK, it's a little different. Um, but what I went with is what she has said about herself. Um, on her TED Talk and also on her mm. Facebook page. So she lives in Sweden. And when she was eight years old, she first heard about climate change. And she understood that it was created by humans and our way of living. What she didn't understand is if humans broke the environment, why weren't they fixing it? <laughs> why wasn't it a bigger story? Uh, when she was 11, she became very ill. She fell into depression. She stopped talking. She stopped eating. Later, she was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, OCD, and selective mutism. Mm. She says, this is when you speak, only when you feel it's necessary. Mm -hmm. uh, in her TED Talk, she's like, and today I feel it's necessary. Mm -hmm. And there was thunderous applause. <laughs> So she describes her diagnosis as being able to see things as either black or white. And she also calls her diagnosis as a superpower. So I really love that she embraces being different and that it allows her to see the world different and to kind of not deal with other people's bullshit because of it, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and we know when we've done studies and organizations that having a different perspective basically adds like yeah. points to the group oh absolutely and, and and looking at the world differently and we're so used to looking at diversity as characteristics mm -hmm. and not thinking of mental frames and neurodiversity right. as part of that but it really is i remember hearing nasa actively sought out people with dyslexia because they problem solved different Ooh. And as a person with dyslexia, I was like, yes, where's my space camp ticket? Because <laughs> I am in. But yeah, it's just a different way of approaching the same problem over and over again. So yes, no, I love that she recognizes that. Uh, she sees climate change as either we lower the admissions and live or we don't and we die. Mm -hmm. That's the black and white line that she has drawn. Uh, that is also the laser focus that she has with it as well. Uh, so in May of 2018, so barely a year ago, uh, she was the winner of a writing competition about the environment and it was published in a newspaper. And then she was invited for the first time to a climate change group. And so this is where the group was kind of talking about ideas of how they could bring attention to climate change, how they could actively do something. Well, one idea was a school strike, and it was actually inspired by the students at Parkland who Ooh. refused to go back to school uh, until after the school shootings until something was going to be done. Uh, Greta says on her Facebook, quote, so I developed the idea and I tried to get other young people to join me, but no one was interested. They thought that it was a Swedish version of Zero Hour March and it wasn't going to have a bigger impact. So I went on planning the school strike all by myself. And after that, I didn't participate in any more meetings. So August 20th, 2018, Greta took a very simple black and white sign and sat outside the Swedish parliament all by herself that said, I, I've seen a couple of different translations like uh, stop climate change now or start cl uh, climate conversation. I've seen different mm. translations. However, news crews started to arrive. Mm. Ah, yes. A few months later in November, she did a TED Talk, and she also published a book as well. And all of the proceeds of the book, I know Bonnie's like, I'm getting on it. All the proceeds of the book go to charity. 
So it was one of those sort of things where she's like, no, 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 no. Because it was about spreading awareness of this issue and how to help. Um, so in March of this year, in 2019, she was part of the global strike. And the global strike was 1.6 million people uh, demanding climate change be declared a national climate emergency. That's a big curve. From I know. One to 1.6 million. Right. Exactly. Yes. And a lot of them youth as well. It right. was young people in the streets. Not all of them, but it was young people in the street. Uh, it was 125 countries were participating and 2,000 cities were included in that, too. So the TV channel Vice, who I usually watch on YouTube, Vice, <laughs> uh, they did a story about the march. And they show Greta saying, we will be a pain in their arse until they do something. The fact that she used the word arse, I loved. Because <laughs> it was like a little old soul, but it was a little like, you think I'm the 16-year-old in pigtails, but oh, I'm going to make a swear. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you go, girl. And I got to start saying arse more frequently. <laughs> uh, she has been on the cover of Time. She spoke at British Parliament. And most recently in America, she spoke at the Congress and the Amazing Speech at the UN. Uh, she addressed her concerns directed to the world leaders. And this is the quota that I wrote down. Oh, my God. So this is from the UN. Um, this is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. You, uh, yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. She continues to say, for more than 30 years, the science has been crystal clear. How dare you continue to look away and come here saying that you're doing enough when the politics and the solutions are needed and they are nowhere in sight. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. With an angry face, too. She, yes. She's mad. Exactly. And she's not lightening it. She's not looking to make jokes or not smile softening. at anybody. No. Mm -mm. She's like, no, screw you people. You're mm -hmm. messing with my planet. This is what it mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's that black and white approach of this is right. what it is. Yeah. Fix it. <laughs> Why don't you fix it? Yeah, it's 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 actually kind of refreshing in a sense, because I think a lot of us, you know, we we put on a mask and it's like, OK, you got to spoonful of sugar you know what i mean like mm -hmm. you gotta gently deliver this i don't know how they're gonna take this kind of difficult news that they're not doing enough where she just comes in like a wrecking ball and be like you guys are fucking it up mm -hmm. <laughs> why aren't you doing and it's it was a climate change meeting is the other thing too it wasn't just like oh this is general assembly this is not a no 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 they were there for that mm -hmm. <laughs> so i thought that was crazy um, but yeah, she's very direct when most of the time when I hear people talk about climate, they're very wishy-washy. You know what I mean? Well, we kind of got to do this and we kind of got to do that. And if the money's there and the science is there and it's sure, but then nothing happens regardless. So yes. Now, because she's also very direct, she will polarize people because anytime mm. you are very direct, it's just like you either agree or you don't. It's very hard to have a middle ground when somebody's being absolutely direct. <laughs> well, and the message is polarizing, right? Yes, very true. And, and, you know, you believe it's a problem or you in, don't. In this yeah. in this world, we've decided science is a polarizing issue, which, <laughs> which is, is a little weird, strange yeah. to me also. But um, yeah, so that's a challenge, I think. And it shouldn't be, but here we are. <laughs> exactly.
exactly. But according to my fear-based social news feed, because <laughs> that's what I call it, my social news feed is fear-based, uh, it just kind of creeps into my world. There are asshats who are verbally attacking this girl about not her science, not her stance, not her hill she decided to die on, on her appearance, on her age, on her illness, and on her character. And I have really been trying to like avoid watching or reading those attacks because I fear that I'm going to go mama bear. You know what I mean? Like it's a 16 year old girl and I'm going to be like, no, but have you gal seen any of these? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, I mean, these are all things that people just attack their enemies. Right. On, right. And she has a very, like you said, very polarizing, very clear, direct message. Right. Um, and, you know, we kind of can't get our heads straight. Should she sit down and shut up because she's a kid or... Right. I mean, really, the folks who are saying that think anyone who disagrees with them should sit Correct. down and shut up. Regardless, so, yeah. <laughs> Very true. If you don't agree with me, then don't tell me. <laughs> right. There was a good meme going around the other day. I'm not sure if it's a meme. A little internet thing. Yeah. It said, y'all anti-abortion screw holes swear 16-year-olds are young women who should be aware that actions have consequences oh. until a 16-year-old girl starts telling y'all you're because the planet is on fire and suddenly a 16 year old girls are children who know nothing oh that's a good point so <laughs> there's someone who has flipped it the other direction too which is just horrific it is stuck in my head because it's horrific um and said if we are supposed to listen to this 16 year old and treat her like an adult mm -hmm. then maybe Jeffrey Epstein's girls weren't, you know, being mistreated. Uh, Somebody like, loves to start fires. Yeah. People <laughs> actually believe this, and maybe the planet isn't worth saving. That's what we think. I mean, I, I think there's more people worth saving right. than not. But some I believe of karma's them a thing, not. and yeah, mm. whatever you got to do to justify yourself, man. Right. <laughs> Wow. We know whose computers to start investigating. Right, exactly. I somebody knows. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with that one. <laughs> That's uh... my thought. Uh, but yes, I I have this quote that I know like all too well as soon as I kind of start the seeing this like going down, which is if they can't kill your dreams, they assassinate your character. Um, and that's one that uh, it's from the old filmmaking world, honestly, that I kind of learned. I was like, oh, uh, but you know what? Here's the awesome thing. Like, it shook me. It does not shake Greta at all, according to what she's saying. You know, mm -hmm. at night, who knows? <laughs> it's fine. She doesn't have to tell us. Um, but she'll still, um, you know, in the media as her persona, uh, she says they're the well, the immature bullying and that kind of childish playground kind of name calling sort of thing. Um, she basically uh, says, quote, when the haters go after your looks and differences, it means they have nowhere left to go. And when you know you're winning, I have Asperger's and that means sometimes I'm a bit different from the norm. And given the right circumstances, being different is a superpower. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's like, mm, I don't have time. And But that's to me, it really is like that's her laser focus. You know what I mean? That is part of her diagnosis, but it's also her superpower, which is. You're going to make fun of how I look. How does that fix the environment? Like, how does that fix climate change? I got I got no time for you. I'm we fixing the. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I've got a purpose that is stronger than this right now. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, there's also this fabulous meme. And I saw it first on Bonnie's thread. 
Um, and then I shared it myself, but I got to share this one because it puts Greta in a historical context mm. as well. Yes, yeah, I this was the one that. I shared. Yes. So it says those commenting on Greta uh, Thunberg, I got to kind of keep remembering that it's Thun, <laughs> Thunberg, uh, would do ba- better to remember that Joan of Arc led an army. Jane Austen wrote her first work. Anne Frank kept a journal and Malala won the Nobel Prize at the same age. Young women are fierce when changing the world. Uh, so yeah, now I love are. this and I shared this. Uh, and then I knew I was going to share it on the podcast. So I had to fact check it. Guess what? Uh Uh-oh. Not entirely accurate. (laughs) However, I made a new meme. (laughs) Because it's not far off. I mean, Greta is 16. She was 15 when she Mm -hmm. uh, first did her strike. But Joan of Arc, she was 17 when she was a soldier for Charles VII. Mm -hmm. Jane Austen was 12 when she started her first work, but she was 18 when she finished it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anne Frank was 13 when she started writing in her diary, and she was 15 when she died. And, uh, you know, at the top of this whole thing, I said the Malala was 17. So, so not exactly the same age, <laughs> but, the, but the sentiment Ish. is there. Yes. Minors. Just, if there was a word that said almost like almost the same age, I would have been like historically accurate. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so I, I made a, a new graphic and I kind of, you know, changed it up. But the sentiment is the same because. I think especially with us covering women of history, it's always like, oh, that was another time. And we can't like ground it in something. So seeing a 16 year old, you know what I mean? Really, really making a stand and almost getting an army behind her sort of thing. It's like, all right. So now relate that to, I don't know, Joan of Arc. You know what I mean? Like same sort of pisses people off, (laughs) but then also causes change and will be remembered forever. You know what I mean? So there's that kind of historical context. Can I to throw it. in another young lady that yes. people forget about? Please. Uh, Sybil Ludington. Oh, yes. Was, she was like 16 in a day. Like this happened like after her birthday. Right. Uh, rode through the night to alert militia. Mm-hmm. Rode twice the distance as Paul Revere and actually completed her mission. Uh-huh. Why Paul just made it like a mile and a half down the road <laughs> and got captured by the British. And he had uh-huh. two helpers. Uh-huh. But girl did it on her yeah. own all night with a stick. She had a giant <laughs> stick. She's whacking on people's doors. Yes, yes, exactly. I love her. And there's a statue for her too yes. on horseback. And it's I love very her. fierce. She, I think actually she needs more name recognition out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love her. So absolutely. So why do you guys think that people connect uh, with Greta? And do you connect with Greta? Is there something like when you see the picture of her, you're like, yeah, go get it, girl. Like, because to me, that's like a connection. You know what I mean? Do you guys have that? She has that fierceness. Mm -hmm. Uh, She has that unapologetic. um, The world has not yet convinced her that her voice should be muffled. Correct. Mm -hmm. It's that thing we all wish we still had. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. And she may or may not ever lose that. And I hope not. I hope not, too. Mm -hmm. And, um she's passionate and this is an mm. important piece of creating change yeah she's exactly clearly this is something that she's passionate about and believes in 
and wants to change and, and wants to change yeah she's uh she's got uh she's got skin in the game she she, <laughs> she, she likes this planet all her stuff is here moving such a bomb i know mm. we don't we can't really go anywhere else at this moment <laughs> when, we get to, happening. when we get to my episode on my genius we'll talk a little bit oh, about that oh there's we you're gonna go give me hope <laughs> oh well it is called the hundred years oh, spaceship man. project you're gonna give my great 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 grandchildren <laughs> some hope <laughs> that, <laughs> assuming yeah the planet lasts that long yeah. assuming that my children have children let me, yeah. <laughs> i'm not pushing it on anybody <laughs> there's no planet to be <laughs> exactly <laughs> very much so do you connect with greta i love her she is so like so like serious and mm-hmm. sincere about her message doesn't seem like she's backing down at all right like I love there was like a picture of like her in the background while Trump was walking over, <laughs> over Trump's shoulder. She's giving him the death glare. Like it's so great. It was like, a she's perfect not, over the shoulder shot. She's sixteen like all these grown ass men on the internet are mm-hmm. scared of a sixteen year old girl. I know, right? Like, calm down. <laughs> no, but I was I'm like, stay afraid. That's love, where I'm at. <laughs> what just popped in my head is I would love to see Malala and Greta get together. <gasps> Super team. Wonder Twins activate. Yes. Oh my god. So great. <laughs> Malala travels all around when mm-hmm. she's not in school. Right, exactly. So I'm sure she could make that happen. She's at Harvard or Cambridge or Oxford. Uh, she's at a- Oxford. Okay, there you go. I know she's at a British, yeah, British. Ivy League school. <laughs> Harvard is not a British. I was going to say, wait, wait, did they move? I mean. Yes, no, they moved it. It was, uh, it was last night. It was really, (laughs) they didn't want to tell many people. They're just like, Leah, can you tell it on the podcast? Just let people know that they moved Harvard. I'm just, I'm here to help. (laughs) Absolutely. So yes, no, I, I love her. I relate to her. I think it's that same thing that Lisa was talking about. It's that she has, she hasn't yet. Um, turned off that I can change the worldness, because mm-hmm. um, I know that you know when I was younger it was like I can change the world, and then I reached an age where it's like I don't want to do anything. Just don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I don't want to mess <laughs> anything up. Like can I be smaller? And then eventually, like you kind of reclaim that little girlhood where it's like I can do anything, and and then you actually like do the thing that you do. But I mean, for me, like it had to wait till I was thirty, and I'm like, damn, that's a lot of wasted time. Mm. <laughs> I also love her because I see my children in her too, I think is part of it. Because she really only speaks when there's something to say. And that's my little Sammy. Um, And then when she goes off on a tirade, that is my little Cammy with like facts and statistics. And it's like, no, this is how it is. She's a Libra. She's very like, it is balanced. You know what I mean? Mm. There is weight and dividends in the world. So, um, so I love her. Yes. So that is, that is my one cool thing. Dun, cool dun, dun. and you know hopefully if she's successful we will cool another thing which is the planet wouldn't that be nice <laughs> let's yes. do that i think that's a great idea <laughs> i dig it well that wraps it up for us this week join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool thing as gal's guide to the galaxy podcast continues thanks for listening for show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>